You are now listening to the Friends of Rugby podcast. Relax your anus. Balls. Thick thighs. Camille Shat. Where's his neck? Eddie Jones. You fuck, mate. We're nice now. Was that a test? Mm, shut the fuck up. Oh. Mm, <laughs> What's happening? Hush. Man, I'm trying to take the tone of our intro and bring it into the podcast. I thought you were having a fucking stroke. No, you're interrupting it. I, you tell me what's going on, man. We have this soothing meditation tone, and I'm just trying to, like, you know, try new things. Are you going to sing a song? No, I'm just, we're soothing in, you know, we're doing that chanting to get into the podcast. I'm an angry man. I don't do that. Yeah, I'm trying to, like, you know, soothe us in. we got to carry the tone of our intro okay. into the podcast. Okay. we well, got to warn me. I guess I should have watched it. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> it's improv, man. You got to be, okay. you know. This is my improv there. style, you know, being a piece of shit. <laughs> yeah, that's like, also, you know, just trying to try new things. Yeah. It's going to be big. Everyone's going to, we're going to get a million comments. Like, wow. Steve's like humming intro changes the game. <laughs> I fucking hope so. Because I'm confused. I can't, I can't even say the date. How is anyone going to know what day it is? <laughs> I just fucking threw you right off. Oh, yeah. That's what you're supposed to do. What am I supposed to do? I'll throw you right off. Throw everyone off. Yeah. I'm supposed to be thrown off. I guess so. Okay. I didn't think this through. Next time I'll be I more prepared to be thrown off. It's <laughs> fine. It's fine. Sorry, Frank. That's okay. Hello, everyone. You are listening to the Friends of Rugby. There we go. Yeah. There That's you go. an intro. You Oof. like that better? Oh, yeah. You don't like the chanting? I didn't mind it. Just, you know. A chocker chant? I was just like, yeah, what the la, fuck la, is la, happening? Ba, 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 ba. Oh, it's kind of like an Italian anthem. <laughs> uh, yeah, what's the date, Frank? So everyone knows. February 11. Thank what God. What a day. It's almost my birthday. Yes. You're having a little party, eh? It's coming up. Yeah. Excited. The week after, because it's a long weekend. Are and we everyone re- was like skiing and doing shit. Yeah. So I'm locking them in yeah. the weekend after where they don't have anything planned. No, you got me early. I'll be there. Well, good. Yeah. Good. It'll be a good time. Yeah. How old are you going to be? I don't want to talk about that. Fair enough. Yeah. Shouldn't have asked. <laughs> Also, we mm. have some big news. We do? Yeah. New Zealand. Yeah. New Zealand has taken over. We're the Most of our listeners now are from New Zealand. Oh. Yeah. What the fuck are you guys doing? Where is New Zealand? <laughs> you know, when I was like 18, I had no idea. Really? That New Zealand was even a country. You were a latecomer to the rugby scene, though. In I was very late uh, comer to the rugby a late scene. late bloomer, weren't you? I was 18 when I met uh, my, my first Kiwi. Really? Yeah. Was I met nice two guy? of them, two dudes. They're good guys? And we uh, spent the night, uh, like, we were in, like, in the forest in BC, and we were, like, and they, they tried throwing uh, some acorns and some raccoons, <laughs> <laughs> and we were in our underwear. <laughs> what? It was a weird night. Yeah, mushrooms or something? But I had no concept of, they were telling me they were from New Zealand. I what just, is I didn't even, a New Zealand? I didn't even know what it was. I didn't even know it was country. I, I wouldn't be able to spot it on the map. Oh, my God. And then I think, like, two years later, I ended up moving there. Yeah. You, had yeah. a good, you weren't even a rugby fan when you lived there, were you? No. I showed up there. The first thing I noticed when I, when I first uh, got to New Zealand yeah. was the shorts. Because rugby shorts are very popular. 
like right. the high the high tight shorts yeah yeah and uh I remember like being in a grocery store getting some groceries and I'm looking around and all these dudes are wearing short shorts. I'm like, what the fuck is wrong with this place? They love like, thick thighs. I was like, yeah, I remember telling friends back home, like, guys, all these guys here, they wear short shorts. It's like the weirdest thing. I don't know why. I don't know why, but they're like super popular. I hadn't, yeah, I had no idea what rugby was. Yeah. I remember I had a friend, he brought me to the gym. Yeah. And as we're going into the gym, because I lived in a, in a town called Dunedin. Yeah. And it was like a big university town. There's lots of partying. It was really good. If you're a young person, that's the place to go. Yeah. And uh, there was a gym there. We're going into the gym. This guy freaks out. He's like, oh, Steve, man. He's like, he's like, comes up to this guy. He was like an older guy, maybe in his late 40s, early 50s. Yeah. And he's like, Steve, I want you to meet. I forget the guy's name. And I'm like, oh, yeah. And he's like, he's an all black. And I look this guy in the... And, if you and don't know what that means. I then. look this guy in the face and I look at my buddy. His name is Tim. I look yeah. him in the face and I'm like, what's an all black? <laughs> Half the gym drops their equipment. It was just outside the front doors, but I remember this guy was actually like looked a little annoyed. Like this all black guy looked yeah. a little annoyed. What? How dare you? Yeah. How dare you? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I asked him. And he's like, and then my buddy's like, oh, it's like our like our national rugby team. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, rugby. That's like you know what, like cricket or something. <laughs> like that's how little I knew that the sport existed. And this guy even looked more annoyed. Like I just embarrassed my friend. Like he was actually embarrassed. They're gonna put you on a plane to yeah. Australia. And then, um, yeah, second here. Sorry, another incident. Another Frank dog incident. <laughs> He's a good dog. Yeah, but anyways, this guy looked and un- like a-, a little annoyed. Yeah. Yeah. And then I went to. Uh, I remember I got taken to a rugby game. I went to a Highlanders game. Mm. Except back then, they didn't have that fancy Forsyth stadium yeah they had this like old wooden shed like stadium it was small yeah so i was expecting like you know here in north america our stadiums are huge and stuff like that i was like oh yeah i'm gonna go to this game yeah and i go to this like shed (laughs) did you have a good time though uh i i I didn't really wasn't really paying attention yeah you're just drinking i was drinking there was me and the other loudest guy in the crowd (laughs) and it was a guy from texas (laughs) and we were just partying because i thought the crowd was probably pretty tame yeah too yeah and uh yeah, but I remember the first time I like paid attention to rugby. They like some friends were like, "Oh, there's a thing coming on. This is gonna, you're gonna hold on a second. You're gonna get upset with me here." Okay. But they're like, "Oh yeah, there's this event coming on. We always watch it every year, and it was called the State of Origin." Yeah. It was the rugby league thing in in. Uh, I thought uh, that was a union thing. I thought you just had to play for. No, where you State were born. of Origin is a league thing. Oh. And uh, I remember watching that and being really attracted to that and really liking league at first. Oh, it was so it was a close shave. Yeah. I almost, I almost went to the dark side. The cult of league. Yeah, because it's such an easy game to understand, right? That's why I hate it's it. really it's 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 rugby for dummies. Yeah, that's what it really is. It's like yeah. rugby. It's diet rugby. Yeah, it is. there's like way less to worry about, right? Yeah. So there's so much less game. So like a dumb, <laughs> stupid twenty-year-old can be like, oh yeah, this makes sense. Where a back can be a forward, and yeah. a forward can be a back, and nothing matters. Yeah. And then I like left New Zealand, you know, after two years, and then. Uh, Never thought about rugby until I actually started playing it. In Canada? Yeah. Mad. Yeah. How old were you when you were officially a rugby fan? Probably 20, 10 years ago. So I was like 28. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, wow. Someone's like, I don't know if you can. So I went to go watch a rugby game. I'm like, oh, you know what? I want to try this. And then someone said, oh, I don't know if you have what it takes. I was like, what the fuck? He was right. <laughs> Init- ten initially ten, at ten least. years later he's completely right initially at least <laughs> yeah he was right i still haven't had the game of games yet well our team is a little uh <laughs> we're the bad news bears we're, we're, we're on some hard times haven't we our yeah. team yeah 
I always thought like when I have a game that I'm happy with, I'll uh, I'll that's when I'll stop playing. Yeah, it hasn't happened. I haven't even come close. I think you need to switch teams first. <laughs> but yeah. yeah, that's my New Zealand story. Yeah, I got a lot of stories. I thought you were gonna tell a story. Wasn't that the plan? That was the story. Was that was the story. The, I was telling the story. Oh, I like that story. Yeah. I, I just thought you were gonna tell a different story. Like what? I that, don't know. Like what was I gonna come up with? I I just. I had a different idea in my mind. I thought it was going to be something about... I walked onto the pitch, the All Blacks, and they're like, you know what, kid, you have what it takes. Something made up. (laughs) Then Tim walked up to me, gave me a pair of short shorts, said, welcome to the All Blacks. Yeah, I remember these guys telling me stories, too. They're, like, trying to get me into rugby there. And they're telling me stories, like, this fucking guy, like, got his uh, his ball sack ripped open in the game. Yeah. And then he, like... Went back out and played the rest of the game. Oh, I've heard that story. Yeah, yeah. and there's some fucking player that like would, uh, uh, when he would tackle guys, he would shove his fingers up their ass. <laughs> That's horrible. Yeah, and I'm like, these guys are trying. This is how they're trying to like sell this game to me. Yeah, and I'm just like, what the fuck? Like shoving fingers up your up their ass. Like what? The fuck? I wish I could remember that guy's name, but <laughs> like it sounds deliberate. Yeah. Supposedly that guy's like a commentator or something like that with the sport now, and he was like in an interview. Just says they're sniffing his fingers while he's talking. He's put that thing behind him. He was like in some big interview, and the guy that interviewed was like, "Well, what about that?" And he puts his fingers up on TV, and the guy's like, "Fuck, man, I just want to move. I want to move past this." When we were playing sevens last year, and I tackled a guy, and I grabbed his around his midriff, and I got a good handful of his balls, and I wasn't really paying attention, so I went down with the tackle still gripping, and he was just in pain. I felt so bad. I felt so bad. Like, I just subbed myself off immediately because, I mean, he was fine once I said, look, I'm really sorry, man. I did not mean to get a good old handful and squeeze, you know, but. I was in a scrum once and I had to play second row. Yeah. And I've never played second row before. Yeah. So they're like, yeah, you got to get in the second row. And I'm like, really? And they're like, yeah. So I get in there and I'm like trying to wrap my arm yeah. around, uh, <laughs> <laughs> like it was Joel who was playing loose head. Yeah. I'm trying to grab my, my hand around his, uh, his thigh there. Yeah. And. We, we were getting cooked in the scrum, so my hand starts sliding down, and I'm trying to grab whatever I can. I grab his... Give fucking, him a reach around. I grab his whole fucking package. Little morale boost I, reach around. I didn't around. notice I was, sque- uh, I was like squeezing and holding <laughs> on to it, too. I thought it was... Because everything's happening so fast, you know? Yeah, yeah. And he's screaming. And we get out of the scrum, and he fucking grabs my throat, and he starts fucking choking me. He's like, watch your fucking hands. Watch your fucking hands. I didn't know, man. I didn't know. He's an angry man, though, eh? He is an angry man, but yeah. like, yeah. Sometimes you grab, sometimes. Sometimes you grab some things, but yeah. I think the important thing is to apologize and move on like I did. Yeah, you have beer afterwards. You do, hopefully. Yeah. You got to have you got to have that. Yeah. That's that why we play the sport. Yeah. Touch a bit of ball, have a little beer. You just beat the shit out of each other. Yeah. And then you like get take your clothes off and you have a shower with them and have a beer. <laughs> <laughs> it's the best sport. It is the best sport. In I the wonder world. if they do that in league. No. They don't touch balls or have beers? No. No, probably not. Eh? No. They just go home and cry because they're yeah. playing such a fucking awful, fucking diluted sport. They've got a framed picture of a scrum and they go, one day, yeah, one, one day, day, I'll be in a scrum. Yeah, when I play real rugby. <laughs> so let's, let's talk about some rugby. All right. Let's talk about some Six Nations. I like that intro, actually. It got there in the end. Did it? I think so. We've kind set the tone. We've set the tone well. Set the tone? Yeah. Yeah, we have. All right. Six Nations. Six Nations. Chronologically. Chronologically. Now you're taking it. Now you're making it all structured. Yeah, I am. Yeah, that's what I wanted. Do you want, do you want structure in my I life? I thought we talked we weren't going to use any words more than three syllables. Well, you started by singing a song <laughs> and just start, sat there humming and telling me to shut the fuck up. So, you know, <laughs> there's a middle ground. Scotland, France. Scotland, France. What? Let's just talk about the theme. I want to talk about the theme of this weekend. The theme of this weekend. 
Yeah, what would you say the theme of the weekend was? Uh, like what was it, after watching the three games? Mm. Well, like, what's what's one word you could use to describe this weekend? You know, what did how did you feel? Okay, well I'll talk you through it. So watching that first game, I was into it, and then I saw some internet comments that like that was a boring game. I really enjoyed the Scotland France game, and then similarly, I saw some comments about Wales England being a boring game. I was, I mean, I'm Welsh, so I was engrossed the whole time, mm-hmm. but I thought it was a good game. So, I did too. I did too. I don't know what I'm missing, but the theme it seems has been that it's been a boring weekend of Six Nations, a poor advertisement for a neutral. I read some things where people are saying if you watch that Netflix documentary and you're excited to be a new rugby fan, this was a really bad weekend to welcome you to the sport. It's almost like I don't feel like it's that. like two levels of fans. There's like rugby nerds, and then yeah. there's like the guys that watch just the Six Nations. We're kind of purists, aren't we? Yeah. We love the like, dirty, boring games. I love the chess match rugby. Yeah. Like, I love rugby where it's like, you're one point, like... Yeah, grinding out. Grinding. Yeah. Like, everything is so tight. There's nothing given away. Yeah. Like, I love chess match rugby. Me too. So, I feel like that's maybe one for the purists. A bit of a cliche. Maybe that's the theme of the weekend. I don't know. I like flashy high score in rugby too. Oh, but yeah. usually when you get those games, one team is... The getting, blowouts. Yeah, the blow the blowout games. Yeah. It's not you don't get an uh, a very competitive, uh, like high try scoring uh, scoring game. You do sometimes. Yeah, but it, it happens. It doesn't happen that that often. That's what I was saying to my wife the other day. Like the problem with rugby at the minute, and I think even at the World Cup, which is our global spectacle, those pool stages. There's so many blowouts that um, it's hard to get involved as a neutral. Right? There's too much of a gulf between the best and the worst. Yeah. You know? When I bought tickets for for the France World Cup, I was I made sure, I didn't want to go to any pool games. Yeah, I just, I wanted to go where the stakes are higher. That's right, and I think t- Portugal like stepped up. They yeah. gave us some excitement, and uh, but there's teams like Namibia who I want to do well, but they're mm-hmm. just not competitive, are they, in the World Cup? No, and they're always there. But how do they? You, you know? kind of look at the pool, and you already know who's you, get exiting. Exactly. Except there's always one pool where there's like three like top level teams in it. Yeah. And then you don't know, and that's the only pool. Yeah. And that's the only thing in the, uh, in the in the world in in um the pool stages that matters. Yeah. The whole all, there's like what? How many teams? There's like what? Uh, five or six teams in G pool. There's five. Twenty teams. Right. There's twenty teams, right? Yeah. So out of all those teams, out of all those games, only one game really matters in a pool stage. Yeah, one game out of all those games, because that's the because there's that one pool that has like it's the pool of death. Like, uh, it was um, Ireland, was, South Africa, Scotland. Yeah, you, that one. Well, yeah. I guess there's actually a couple more than this one too, because like uh, Wales, Fiji, Australia. But the point is, the two best teams in any pool are just competing for who's going to get a home. Sorry, not a home, but who's going to get a better seed in the quarters rather than mm-hmm. competing with every team in the pool, right? That's not a good advertisement for it, is it? Yeah. For a neutral or a brand new fan or something. Yeah. Which is, yeah, a bit shit. Yeah. There's just less. I don't know about the FIFA if it's like that. It's not like that. Is but, it I not? Mean, there's, there's, no, there's, there's, there's more competition in the Much more competition. I mean, it's hard to compare because... How many global sports have such prestigious World Cups? There's actually not many, is there really? Like cricket is reasonably competitive internationally, but even then there's going to be blowouts. But isn't there like, I don't even know, I can't even mention non-cricket. I mean, there's enough teams who like and play the sport that it's not dissimilar to rugby where there's mm-hmm. like a set number of teams who you know are going to be good. And there are some upsets, but there's still like, you know, Australia are always pretty good, you know? Um, so it's, but then like what other sports are there where there's a global world cup where everyone 
is interested and excited. Like, you know, the American sports, which, you know, the Super Bowl is today. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, it's got an international appeal, but nobody else in the world plays that sport, do they? Nobody else is competitive in it. Basketball is maybe getting there. I don't know. We're going off track a bit here. Yeah, where the fuck did we Where are we up? going? We what have we done? I was trying to <laughs> tell the good people the day. It's like we're watching fucking YouTube. And it's <laughs> yeah. <seven hole. laughs> Who fucking cares about so this? How does this tie into Six Nations again? I don't fucking know. Where were we? Scotland, France. Yeah. You asked we me what the, what's the theme. <laughs> I just, like, we just went we're right just gone, off. man. I'm talking about fucking cricket. Because like, like okay. in the last season of Star Trek Generation. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. We're off. Okay, my theme of the weekend, like how I felt, it was controversial. Oh, I didn't want to say it. You know, yeah. that's, I've written oh. that down. I didn't want to say it because we 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 talked about refs so much last <laughs> week, and then on, you know, I was, I've written I've written this down. It's like if you want us to be nice to you, make the right fucking calls. <laughs> they bring up this documentary, oh. and we're all like, "Oh, we love refs now." Oh. And then they're like, "Hey, everyone loves us. We can do whatever the fuck we want." Yeah, fuck least. you, Scotland. <laughs> yeah, fuck you, everyone. Oh. Like, it was really. Like, <laughs> it was it was ups it's disappointing because I don't want to I really don't want to slag off refs but that okay let's start at the the hot point of the Scotland France game no no let's let's, let's dig through the Scot uh, Scotland game too we'll, we'll get back to it okay well we've got to have so we've got to start some get order there. and we're gonna get there okay we're gonna get there okay. that's at the end of the game you want to start at the end of the game first I wanted to I wanted to start with the the juiciest talking point of the game but let's talk about the game in general I thought Scotland uh didn't deserve to win. To be honest, I don't think France deserved to win. The stats for both teams were pretty close to each they other. They were. It was it was a close game. Um, I think if I was a Scotland fan, I would feel like, fuck's sake, our luck is never with us. And I do feel sympathy for Scottish people. It does feel like they never get the rub of the green. Mm -hmm. um, but having said that, there's so many games where their win depends on a single refing decision. You've got to be more convincing in your wins then. Uh, because Fra that's this whatever France have... France are weird again. I don't want to go back to this cliche of which French team are showing up, but what the fuck happened to the French team that beat New Zealand in the open, in the pool stages of the World Cup? That's this the team I saw yesterday was a different team. Like what happened to them? The the drop in quality is significant. There were some things I thought that they picked up this this week. Yeah. I thought like France's defense was a lot better. Their defense was a lot better. Yeah. 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 Um there's a bit there was a bit of flair in the back line which I like. Yeah. They like, they missed a pawn. Both a teams, yeah, they do. Like both teams had like their ups and downs in this game. I thought yeah. it was actually a pretty like even match. That's what I'm saying. Uh, like the they're both they... fucking up in different parts, and yeah. they're both good in other parts. Yeah, and yeah. either of them couldn't uh, execute a yeah. lot. Yeah, like just make finishes. That's right. Like Scotland was like a lot of their forwards were getting isolated, doing yeah. shit by themselves. They looked a bit clueless in attack at times. It that's the at the end of the day, Scotland it was a close was also, game. Yeah, Scotland was also leaving points. Like they were, there was points they could have taken. There was like the point where they went, they should have took, uh, they should have took a three. Yeah, and they didn't, and then mm. they went for the corner, and then they came out with nothing. Yeah. So like they have to learn. Like I don't know what what was up with that. Like like take the points. Yeah. Such a tight game. Yeah. Like get the points. I and think there's so much expectation on Scotland to do well now. This is their time to step up. An island of the gold standard in this competition, and we see them executing everything so perfectly that when we see teams like France, who we were talking about in the same mm -hmm. way we're talking about Ireland, making mistakes that Ireland wouldn't make, and a Scotland who is supposed to be stepping up to that level, like making that jolly mistakes. Bear knock on. Yeah. That was weird. It was weird. It's uncharacteristic, he looked, he looked, right? He, he was surprised himself. France looked knackered. Yeah, they look tired. They look tired this tournament. They do look the tired. World this Cup tournament. hangover, I guess it's true for them. I guess it's true. And it's annoying because I think one of Ireland's strength is they are able to rest their players because they've got this really nice system, right? Everything's in line. In France, they're still getting 
they're fucking hides tanned every week in their league. Yeah. And then they they're you know they're playing straight into a Six Nations game, and you can see it, right? It's that alignment is not there. Scotland, I feel like, just don't have the depth. So when they're bringing on their depth. front row replacement, it's yeah. just not the same level. Depth was a real problem. Depth's a real problem for mm. like a depth actually. Depth was actually a scene. It uh, was a theme uh, of the weekend. A theme wasn't of the it? weekend too, yeah. because like Scotland, yeah, the quality that like France can bring on, yeah, versus Scotland, versus Scotland is just yeah. not there. Yeah, right, and that really like just struggles for them, it does. which sucks because they're a good team. They are a good team. If they just had the backup, yeah, they could to to finish the games. Mm. Uh, yeah, they could beat anyone on their day. They just can't. They just don't have the depth. And that's why I want to avoid talking about that refing decision in terms of it being the moment that decided the game. No, fuck I, that. That's the moment that decided the game. It was. <laughs> I don't fuck about it, that. And it, it was. <laughs> that that moment it, decided the game. It did fucking decide the game. Yeah. But the point is, is like, if Scotland want to fulfill their potential, I need to feel like they have A, deserved their win and can be put a team to the sword you when they're in ascendancy. Like that try, that wasn't a try. You still have to work. They like worked for that. They did. And they earned it. It was several phases. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And then like France, like, like threw a pack of smokes underneath the fucking rugby ball and got it held up. Like, that's the only logical reason I come up with. I know it's gutting though, isn't it? I it's gutting. It's hard to be. It's hard to cheer for Scotland because and one and one a part of my brain is going. My Celtic brothers, we've got you. And but just the, it's like being a Welsh fan. Like you know, it's just like we're just so close yet so far. And Scotland have just suddenly got this like X factor backline. Mm-hmm. Um. And this belief, they've beat England a few times recently, and I just want them to take that step up to the next level. And it just feels like every time they're given a chance, luck they don't or have themselves, enough. they don't have enough to get over the line. Yeah, they don't have players. And it must suck to be a Scottish fan, you know? Yeah. Because I feel like with Wales, we have gone beyond, much beyond our potential at times, mostly because of Gatland. Mm-hmm. And that, that, that feeling you get winning those Grand Slams in, you know, 2012, 2005, 2008, 2019... Right, it felt like we were doing it against the odds, and and yeah, we've had some luck, no doubt. I don't uh, know. I also like if you're a Scotland fan, mm. like Scotland is already punching above its weight. But that its but, player pool, its whole system, the money they have there, like they're already exceeding expectations. Well, here's the thing: like they, they're going up against a big nation like France, yeah, and then taking them to the last minute. Well, that's what I'm saying. And, so, and they should have won that game, right? That's, that's that call is that's the tricky bit to talk about. That was for me. I, I just. Because I agree with you, yeah. but I want I want to get away from the narrative that a game is decided on a single decision right at the end. A game is won over 80 minutes, that's what I'm trying to say. That's true. They should have like played a better game, but it's rugby, it's sport. Yeah. Games come down to final calls. Yeah, they do. Right? They do. And yeah. if we want to talk about, which we will, right now, yeah. that was a fucking try. That was a try. That was a fucking try. I, I saw d- it. I don't know how. I don't know. I, I was trying to like look around the internet. They yeah. see what other like, like pundits were saying the about it. The referee on the field was about to give it as a try. Yeah, he was, he was about to go. Yeah, that's a try. And then the TMO goes, "No, hang on a minute. We've got to look at it again." I think he was looking for like, like I think the, the word around was like he he needed one hundred percent clarity. Certain, yeah, right. clarity. Yeah. And I was like, dude, it was there. Like the whole world saw that on the ground, right? Yeah. Like, I bet you Geltier was in the office be like, fuck, it's a try. Because if we get to a stage where we need a fucking x-ray machine to figure out if the ball's touching the grass, yeah. this game isn't going to keep... It's not going to work, is it? Yeah, it was a bad... It was just a bad call. It was just a bad call. And they happen. It's just a shame that it decided the game in the 80th minute, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. You know? And Scotland has, like, a history of that. 
that they do. I'm thinking back to that game against Australia in, in the World 2015? Cup. 2015. They, they, they were robbed. They Who were robbed. Was the, it was the French with like Renault. I don't want to talk about that. He, like, he ran off the field. I'm a like, changed man. I'm not he talking ghosted. about it. Yeah. He like put a smoke bomb and like a fucking ninja. <laughs> like after he blew that whistle, he like you see him run. He ran like out yeah. of that field. He's like, I've gotten out of here. Like fuck. helicopter SWAT team yeah. in the parking lot picking him up. <laughs> he fucking, yeah. Yeah. And I remember like Laylaw's face when they're trying to interview him. He was just shocked. He couldn't like, speak. He's like, he? I can't speak. Uh, like like they did something amazing and then it just got taken away from him. Uh, I felt bad for him. I know. But yeah, Scotland has a history of like bad. Like, yeah, they. I think they got robbed. They got I, robbed. As they a Welshman, I want to give them some of our jam from our Jam Slam year. Yeah, you they know, need some jam. They just need a little bit of jam. They we don't had, ever get we, jam. They never get jam. No, just they can have a bit of ours. We've run no. out actually. They don't so even they get butter. But, they just get margarine. Oh my god, just dry <laughs> soda bread, Scotland. Yeah. Oh, poor guys. I, I feel so, bad for him. Yeah, yeah, I felt bad for them. I, I was like, I just couldn't. Yeah. I was just sitting there. I was sitting in the bar mm. in my French jersey. Yeah, yeah, you were. Oh, why didn't I write that in my notes? Why did you show up in a fucking French jersey. That's like, hey, it looks nice. A nice jersey. That's not how this works. That's not how this works. I'm Canadian. I can I can float. Oh, if 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 only that was simple. Eh? I don't have like a cultural tie to any team. Really, your, your last name's Scottish. Yeah, but I, you know, it's like not really a thing. Oh, I wish I could pick and choose like you do. Just fair weathering everything. Yeah. Ugh. I own two All Blacks jerseys. I wear them all the time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I just I don't know. Whatever Beautiful. feels good. Whatever feels good for the day. That's what I. Uh, that's what I go with. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah, well. but that. I, yes, I, I. I'm going to say Scotland got robbed. Yeah, hard to disagree with you. Although what I'm what I'm trying to say is that a weak French team at in Murrayfield that you can beat. I need to see 80 minutes of you convincingly beating them. Not like hammering them, but they were there to be beaten and. I don't think they were that weak. I like their defense was amazing. It, they played really but well. It's, but it's their attack. Their attack is completely disjointed. They started that Luku guy again, mm. and he like it's just not the guy. He's not. He doesn't have the right. He tempo. had really good. Like he would come off the bench a lot. Yeah, and make a good impact. Yeah, but he's not a general in the same way. No, is, is he? No, yeah. they're missing. Like yeah, the the attack, the back line is just all over the fucking place. Let me put it another way. Then I'm not saying Scotland deserve to win or they need to prove something. What I'm saying is, if someone were upset about that game because of that refing result and that's kind of there they feel entitled to have won that game because that was a try it was a try but i would i would be frustrated if a scottish fan or anyone else was like we were robbed and we deserve to win because what you and i are saying is it was a close game it was a coin toss game it's a shame it was decided by a dodgy ref call but it was a really close game neither one team outshone the other you know, yeah. At the end of the day, you should never leave the game in the hands of the ref. Exactly, it should be more convincing. But don't be salty about it. If is, that was what happened. This is sport, and it's still yeah. Like, games do come down to this. Yeah. Having said that, I know that might sound a bit hypocritical coming from a Welsh guy because we've had some jam. Yeah, everyone's so gets I'll jam. I'll shut the fuck up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So that's Scotland. Yeah, and France. Poor little Scotland. Guilty must be like a little bit less sweaty. You really think I was? Fire him? I was pretty confident like if he would have lost there mm. he would have lost to scotland they were going to come for his head yeah all french farmers and stuff that come with their pitchforks <laughs> the fucking guillotine and the looks like a scene from beauty and the beast and <laughs> 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 then coming in with their yeah. with the fucking yeah. torches and yeah. shit yeah like i was pretty sure like he's probably still being like analyzed right now yeah if he's in or out yeah yeah they've got high expectations and rightfully so they yeah. have such depth and a really healthy domestic league 
They've got a lot of talent. Thought Tuolangi looked good when he came on. Yeah, he had, a, he had a decent game. Yeah, Fiku obviously one man of the match, and you know he was he was good. He was looking, you know, he's getting he's getting on a mm-hmm. little bit, but he's still got the pace, right? That, yeah. that try he kind of scored in the corner, like he's still got the speed to to do the thing. Um, Finn I, Russell looks like he's like carrying the team a little bit. He is, and you know France's defense was pressing high and fast, mm-hmm. and he dealt with that reasonably well. Yeah, but like you said, because they were pressing high and fast, I felt like a lot of Scottish forwards were getting isolated. He's just he creates so many opportunities, and he doesn't have any around one around him to mm. like uh, benefit from those opportunities. That's right. You can imagine uh, another team with a bit of a better depth picking up those uh, offloads that he's good at and scoring a few more tries. Mm-hmm. But you know, I, f- I think France did a good job of keeping Scotland caged because they've got a good backline. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It was just a close game. You know, France's defense was good. It was a it, good game. It was a good Besides game. Besides anything, it. it was a good game. I enjoyed watching it. You know, yeah, Whatever totally. the fucking those Mountain Dew motherfuckers are saying, yeah. that was a good game. Yeah. I enjoyed, I enjoyed, yeah. well, I mean, I, I didn't enjoy Italy, Ireland, but I enjoyed watching Ireland like this, the wellest, oilest machine you've ever seen, mm-hmm. which we'll come to. But, yeah. You know, it, not, I, I didn't enjoy it because it was a hammering. It was boring. But as a as a as an Irish fan, you'd be thinking we've got a fucking good team here, boys. Like mm-hmm. happy days. Well, let's talk about uh, your my boys, your boys, my boys. Um, England, I, Wales. Yeah, I think so. First thing I want to say is was it a robbery? No. And now you're like, yeah, no. they're completely robbed. No, not at all, not at all. <laughs> like I, I'm, you know, I think I went into that game thinking we we're gonna lose this, even though I predicted the Wales win because of the passion. Um, but I'm happy again. Actually, I'm happy with the loss, which is something I haven't said in a long time because we're seeing who is the future like alex mann had a had a class game scored a try cameron winner is in his second game for wales looking like an international he, fullback he looked good he had he had some good he had a good he was solid man he had some try saving tackles too he did yeah. yeah like so i'm really happy about that i'm really happy to see rio dyer making that wing shirt his own oh you my know? god he is he's gonna become a name he is good like he has just come out of his shell. How hard did he work? He was chasing everything. He, he was doing everything yeah. on the field. Yeah, he was incredible. Yeah, he was. I, I, I was watching the game. Like he's gonna put himself. He's putting himself in the upper echelons mm. of uh, wingers we, we, in the world. Hopefully, like, you know, talking about world class wingers one day, right? Like after the Six Nations, people will be like when they're making like World Fifteen teams and they're the best. Like he's in there. Yeah, he has to be in there. He's looking good. Just his work rate, right? Like his work rate, like I, I haven't like all weekend in, in the whole Six Nations, I haven't seen anyone mm. as good as he's been. Just chasing he's everything. Just does, he puts his body on the line. Yeah, yeah, he's yeah. Fucking, he's doing everything. No, I got big time. He's for incredible. Down. Yeah. So Tommy Rafael had a fucking amazing. Tommy Rafael defensively as a yeah. seven. Wow, just turning everything over. Right. So like, I'm not upset. Like, um, you know, I hate losing to England. But there's so many positives as a Welsh fan. Like you always have to put in context how young this team is and how inexperienced this team is, yeah. right? So like, it would unless you're like the Irish media, oh, just like that was the worst thing. I was <laughs> like, just give us a break. Like, you know, we've all been dog shit at once in our lives. Like, give us a break. We're like, we're, this is the ultimate rebuild year, right? Yeah. And you know, look back to last year when we played England and we lost. The players are threatening strike. You know, yeah, and exceeding it, expectations for sure. Yeah, we've got the smallest player pool of any tier yeah. one international side, and to go against England and make it a close game and be leading for most of the game, and we haven't scored in a first half game in the Six Nations in a long, long time, and mm-hmm. we got two good tries in the first half. You know, there's there's negatives, and I'll talk about them, but like overall, I just want to say like a lot of the players, I'm really happy with who's coming through. Like, give it a couple of years, we've got a good we've got a good squad. You know, yeah. Uh, so. I th- 
a scary thing that I thought was was coming to fruition. Yeah. In this game, uh, England's defense. Yeah. Um, I want to talk about England as a whole, but do you want to talk about that right now? Or do you still have more to say about Wales? So much to say about <laughs> Wales, but we can we can jump back and forth. Like your notes look like a fucking Stephen King novel over there. <laughs> fucking eighty pages. Yeah, there was a spooky lamp. <laughs> um, yeah. So anyway, let me just mention a couple more names. Some names yeah. drop. Um, so I'm going to say Elliot D. That was he never starts, and giving him a start, and our lineouts were fine while he was throwing him. Right, and it's just that we're a different team when he plays. Yeah, you know? it's like the same, like yeah, same as Scotland. Sub quality though, that's Wales. that's the one thing you know. If we're papering over the cracks, it's our our depth is paper thin. Yeah, and it's, then so what, that's, that's what worrying. England was able to bring on versus what Wales was able to, yeah. to sub with. Yeah, it was like light years different. It was different, but like I, another thing I want to say is I don't think our front row is as bad as was made out. Like Both there was a the few scrum. We'll we'll get to that too. We will. Okay, so I'll, I'll, that's all I got to say about the positives for for Wales. Like I'm reasonably happy with that game. That's what I want to say. Like mm-hmm. the future's bright. Um, there are a couple of negatives like Ryan Elias. He does a lot well in terms of carrying and physicality, but if he's our second choice hooker, like we're fucked. Because if as soon as Elliot D is injured, all of a sudden we can't win our own lineouts, we can't convert chances, like we can't win games, and that's as simple as that, you know. Just buy one from South Africa. <sighs> we already spent all our money on Tynus de Beer <laughs> for Cardiff, so we got no, him in. yeah, got no money left. He probably play hooker. He's like a stocky, yeah, he's a stocky boy. Could do. He's a stocky boy. Probably, probably fucking throw better. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Anyway, uh, yeah, that's that's what I got to say about Wales, I guess. But. England, uh, they're that pressure they were putting on Wales yeah. at the beginning. Yeah, yeah, Like just yeah. slicing the ball through. Yeah. And just keep, they just kept the ball constantly in mm. Wales' half. I thought yeah. it was brilliant. They, that, they just kept that pressure on and on and they on. They did. They did. And it was incredible. And that kind of faded. But it, it they started did. really hot. But in the second half, their mega blitz defense was keeping us shut the fuck yeah, down. Yeah, they stayed in the game because of the... Yeah the mega blitz and do you know who had a good game maro fucking atoje he's back he was putting some huge hits he was flying out mm-hmm. the line smashing people and i thought he was done not done but he's been quiet recently he had a game i thought there was you know? uh yeah they had some good games. they also gave wales a lot of chances they did they made they a lot of mistakes early on we lived off a few of their yeah. mistakes early on they were knocking it on and yeah that first yellow card was a total rugby incident and I there thought wasn't a yellow. at the end of the game wales put themselves under unnecessary pressure we just couldn't attack we just lost all shape they just started kicking it around and then it just went to hell for it them did. and we were kicking the ball to freddie stewart i haven't been kind about freddie stewart i said he's a bit one-dimensional he was breaking the line he was catching everything we threw at him he had a great game he always catches everything he does always catch and I everything see teams just constantly kick to him yeah like, there's no competition there no like don't kick to this fucking guy because he's gonna catch it he's gonna beat your guy yeah and england's you know? kicking game was good yeah they were slicing us up in the second half with these like midfield kicks yeah i like that that kick pressure they just every time they got the ball if it wasn't where they wanted to play they yeah. just fucking threw it back into the uh into the uh, Wales's half there. Yeah, and, and they'd they just, win a lot of those balls. Stayed. They, they just stayed there. They did, like, they did. Like, no, we're just going to play rugby over here. Yeah. And that was that, that immense... Pre- it looked good. That zone domination, right? This I is, thought yeah. there was a step up in a lot of different aspects of their game mm. in this game. Yeah. Their attack is still, like, dull. You know, here's the, here's, if I was going to say a few things about England, which obviously I am, um, you know, if I was an England fan... I'd be sitting there going, when is the when are the good times coming? This is a really exciting, talented squad. Defensively, we look good. George Ford controlled the game really well. Freddie Stewart was catching the things he was kicking in the air for him. 
but where's this exciting attack, right? When is when are we going to see Borthwick's attacking game? Because they have the hyper blitz. The hyper. They don't have a hyper attack. It's like the, it's like the, it's like Warren Ball from two thousand and eight. You know, just yeah, like it is. It's just yeah. like kick pressure, blitz defense. Let them make mistakes and live off them. Yeah, it's like and that. try to make uh, yeah, try to create opportunities They're like uh, off of their mistakes. They're not really creating anything no. themselves. You know, with a team with an, a union with that much resources, like you're patting yourselves on the back for scraping by a, t a Welsh children's team and an Italy team, like you should be aiming a lot higher. And yeah, their defense is starting to take shape, but I still need something more from attack for them, considering the players they got. You know, like so, I'd, I'd be—it's a mixed bag if I was English, you know. But still, I, yeah, you could see they're going to be a hard team to beat. They are going to be a they're hard team become, to beat. They're becoming a really—they're looking like a harder and harder team to beat now. The tempting thing to say is that Ireland England game is going to be an interesting fixture, but if I'm realistic, I think Ireland are going to smash him. I'm just worried that England is going to like be fully utilized like everything's kind of kind of going to click at that game i we've been saying that for a while though like what that's what it's i'm saying is when is it going to click when is it going to click be coming together it's coming together defensively yeah, sure defensively but and I, they can always they got boots so they can always stay in the game with points that's true right so yeah. they're never out of it so if they can keep the games tight and close yeah right it can go either way so they're just going to revert to form and just arm wrestle against ireland sort of thing uh, if they beat ireland that's how it's going to be it is, but I think Ireland know how to deal with that by now. Like they're they're a few steps ahead. They yeah. know what's coming. Well, and they their know attack how to deal is really good. Their attack is good. Right? Yeah, so they'll be putting a lot of pressure on that. They'll wear. They're going to wear them out. And the thing about Ireland is they're not giving up the ball like Wales no. do. Right, they keep and hold that ball, and they can use their forwards to punch holes even against the blitz defense. Also, the Borthwick is not using a lot of tools. He's not. That he has. He's not. That's what you I think. Know, that's the criticism. I wonder if Oboso is like regretting his decision. Oh, I don't want to talk. Like he made this decision <laughs> to like there? play for England. Yeah. yeah. And he's just fucking warming the bench. He's not playing any rugby. <sighs> no. Was he just capped so to keep him away from us? Is so that that's the conspiracy. Yeah. I it, now I'm starting to believe because they, they just don't play him. Well, do you know what we got? Rio Dyer, so whatever. Yeah, but keep imagine on Rio Dyer and Faye Oboso. Yeah. Both out there. I'm starting to. I'm starting to think Josh Adams is having a bit of a downturn as well. He, I think so too. He was so, kind of silent. Like, I think he had some. He, there was a bad call against him too. I thought there and, was a bad call. I didn't think he knocked the ball I, on. It he had like some it went good backwards. runs. Yeah, so, but I there mean, was a, there was a clear try score opportunity where he passed inside. It was a try which would have taken us beyond a score, and he didn't pass. And I thought that's not the Josh Adams I know. So yeah, if we had, he's getting up there. But he's. I George think North had some. Had George a, North had a good game. Yeah, he had some good carries, didn't he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He's not done. Not by Actually, a long shot. Elliot Data. Elliot. Uh, Elliot Alien Daily. Alien. Alien Daily. Alien Daily. That's all. Uh, he had a pretty good game too. His as much as I good. shit on him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he uh, had 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 a pretty decent game. The too. Swiss Army knife of rugby has yeah. a game. Yeah. I don't know about Jamie George as captain. He had a bit of a shocker, didn't he? Yeah, he just, I feel like, I don't know if he just has a control over the team. I don't know what's going on. It's hard to say what being a captain means to Could people who are just illusion. watching. Yeah, Because true. we don't hear what they're saying to each other, do yeah. they? So it's hard to know. Um, he did not look happy. They're I just strong. don't think he had a good game, yeah. to be honest. That which I mean, he, he grew into it in the second half, but you know, he definitely was responsible for a, a lot of letting uh, Wales off the hook early on, you know? Also, this game, I want to talk about it too, yeah. had a lot of bad calls. I knew we were going to get to it, and I wanted to talk about that as a whole, so let's get into it. Yeah. There so. were some bad... Like, that ref, I felt, didn't have control over the game. Yeah. And he, like, look at the scrum. If you look at the scrum, 
statistics. It felt meant. I I didn't think our scrum was performing badly, and we get scrum penalties against us. I had no idea why. Clearly, he's some, seen something. There was something he was. Like, I don't know the way he was calling the cadence or something. Yeah. But every scrum, like all of a sudden, would just stop. Yeah. Like I don't think he was refing the scrum really well because both teams' scrum was pretty poor. I like, just didn't think the scrum had a chance to get going. Like there wasn't no, much competition he, at the scrum. He was kind of holding he just, the ref was kind of holding the scrum back. He, he was, yeah. yeah. There was like a knock there was a few knock-on calls that were like blatantly not knock-ons. He called yeah. knock-ons and then there was knock-ons that he yeah. I guess that's that's average for a game. Yeah, there was a few things I thought were forward passes from both teams and I think he missed. And you, you accept that, don't you? But when you add it all together, it does it did give me the sense that he was chasing the game didn't have control of it, the scrum. Because yeah. one of the criticisms I saw was like, oh, Wales, Wales's front row wasn't good. And I was like, I thought they were fine. I just didn't think the scrum was a really irrelevant factor in the game because he kept stopping and starting it and giving, yeah. from what I could see, kind of random penalties. So, uh, yeah, I, I, I thought... And then, obviously, the big call, which I don't think would have changed the outcome of the game, was uh, George Ford taking Dyer out of the air, which wasn't intentional or malicious, but it's a penalty, right? That's a penalty for sure. And to be clear, I don't think that would have changed the game. I thought we were... It was already the 18th minute. Well, I don't minute. give a fuck if it changed the game or not. No, but I don't want to sound salty. What I'm no, saying is it's a penalty. No, justification. <laughs> no, but I'm, like I'm saying, like, I'm not trying to sound like a salty bitch. That We'd already changed, lost that game. That would have you know? been big. That would have been a big impact. He would have got that penalty there. Yeah. It would have kicked up the field. We would have lost the line out. We, you might have lost no, that. No, we would have lost, lost the line. Line. But that, that would have made a big impact. That would have gained them a lot of ground. It would have, but we were already going nowhere with our attack. All I'm saying is that was a penalty. So from a refing point of view, like, you have to be... I just... Yeah, like, why? Yeah. How did you not... I just... It was the strangest thing. And it, I think it was because the linesman, I think, which was Ben O'Keefe, I don't want to slag off, but it was going to sound like I'm slagging off, was like, no, that was nothing. And then... It, it was just a line out and like, okay then whatever yeah you know? i was just i just i uh i don't know how they saw it and then everyone else in the world yeah saw it differently yeah that was just it was just this whole weekend had a lot of strange refing calls what a weekend to have strange uh refing calls right after and that I'm, documentary oh, trying to hold back so hard after I we was rehabilitate <laughs> oh we rehabilitated ourselves last week didn't we but here we are going I was so shocked i'm like that's it i'm sending death threats fuck oh. it now i understand these guys <laughs> <laughs> fuck these refs oh, i'm just gonna throw oh. away all my fucking ambition i'm just gonna throw everything away i'm as a human being i'm just gonna start sending threat death I'm threats to these trying fucking guys. so hard to be diplomatic but you're just looking at these games going like what the fuck yeah you're like, like holding your tongue like oh yeah, yeah, refs. Oh, yeah everything was fine yeah i'm really happy about that performance yeah. like jesus as long as you tried right. you know yeah. like, like, really proud of you boys like, as long as you have fun yeah, yeah it was really hard i was really triggered uh yeah because they just there are some fucking bad calls even that chesham card yeah, I thought was like it a was little... a, it was a bit light, wasn't it? Yeah, I, yeah. I was like, come on, guys. I was like... happy. I was happy we we were playing against fourteen, but I didn't think that was a yellow. It just looked no. like accidental, didn't it? Yeah. yeah. So I didn't see what Mason Grady did. It was a deliberate knock on, and even for me, that was he didn't really look like he knew where the ball was. Like I thought he was putting his arms out for a tackle. I could be wrong, but mm -hmm. I thought that was a bit harsh as well, you know. So and and let's talk about the charge down. So George Ford is stepping oh, up to take the kick. Oh yeah, the, the charge down yeah yeah and then you know the ruling and i read the rules for this a couple of weeks ago because mm -hmm. i was thinking about that south africa charge down on france in the world cup yeah and the ruling is or the law of the game is as soon as a player starts to make movement something like that i think they need to change that to be a step forward because you could scratch your ass and count that as movement right and that seemed to be what george ford was saying after the game the like they need to look at that because all of a sudden Dan Bigger's Macarena routine is counted as movement and you can start charging him down, right? They need to change that oh, to be specific. Point. It needs to be a step forward. Otherwise, it could be anything, right? 
It was really awkward. It was. And I think the ref didn't quite know what to do because Rio Dyer ran up. He got there. He didn't touch the ball because he's like, am I allowed to do this? And then another Welsh player, I don't know who, but came up and kicked the ball away. And the ref was like, yeah, seems fine to me. Like, let's keep going. Yeah, he, that guy had, uh, I never seen him before. Yeah. But he had, yeah, it felt Just like he didn't have confidence. Conf- he didn't have control over the game. Yeah. It was a shitty game to have. That, yeah, I've never seen him before. I don't know if he's been around much. Yeah, I, I didn't notice him. No. So, but yeah, there was just some yeah lack of control. Yeah. In the game. But at the end of the day, I enjoyed the game. I did too. I thought it was engrossing. Then I don't know why people are slagging it off, saying yeah. everyone's shit, and it was boring. I thought I, I just I wanted Wales to win so I could be right on the call and be like, yeah, I called it. <laughs> yeah, our predictions were pretty off this week. I'm a prediction god. Yeah, we're not prediction gods. No. No, we suck. <laughs> Well, I didn't know the refs were going to go fucking Wild West. <laughs> They're going to go rogue. Yeah, yeah. The order of refs. We can do what we want now. People love us. <laughs> like, I didn't know that was going to happen. Yeah. No, one, no one called that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, I'm going to say two more things about England. You take. You say your two more things about England. I think they miss Marcus Smith as badly as they miss, as France miss DuPont from an attacking point of view. George Ford had a class game and he controlled it well, but England's attacking spark comes from someone like Marcus Smith mm-hmm. and they miss him. And the other thing I was going to say is England were trying to big up this. We want the England fans behind us. We want to build up Fortress Twickenham. We want all of England to be excited about English rugby. You have to play attacking rugby to do that. Well, they're yeah. going to have to wait four years because their uh, their new uh, attack coach is is uh, coaching in, in South Africa now. So when oh, he's done after yeah. World Cup, they'll hire him they'll too. They'll get the sloppy seconds back. They love their like uh, Springbok sloppy second coach they <laughs> yeah. love it that's how they do the shopping yeah they just look at the coaches they're like oh which one do we want yeah wait he gonna leave yeah we'll they don't do any him. they don't do any work they just look over there yeah okay like, yeah, we'll buy that guy yeah we'll buy that guy yeah they yeah. play the same style of rugby don't they so he'll fit right in they're like yes i don't know their attack is is something to be questioned but mm. both i think it's just borthwick style i think so i think it is yeah like you've got someone like faboso on the Faboso on the bench just sitting there yeah like he's your he's your attacking weapon use him yeah. Anyway. Well. Whatever. Now you want to talk about the most exciting game of the weekend? Oh, what a game. What a thriller. What a game. I was on the edge of my seat oh, for this one. Too. Yeah. Wow. Ireland, Italy. Yeah. What a game. I was like looking, I was trying to write notes for this game and here's my notes. Highlights of, highlights of Ireland, Italy. That fucking eight year old kid that sang the Irish anthem. Wow. <laughs> 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 that was my notes. which anthem did he sing did he sing all of them no he just sang the uh um, island's call yeah island's call he fucking killed it that kid yeah like he came out there and killed it is that really what we're talking about yeah that's the highlight of the game i mean i thought dan sheehan had the game yeah well i was expecting that that's kind of the point though isn't it that's you know we were exactly what we we're expecting to happen happened it, it really did yeah I, I think one of okay i'm looking at my notes for Headshaw's this Shaw's try another weird call i thought that was a try that one at least i could see the justification for there's it. a little more room for argument i guess yeah like but... for me the scotland no try there's no room for argument and that george ford taking out someone in the air and the charge down those are things which should I be a lot imagine, clearer i couldn't imagine being a new fan right now yeah because everything's called so differently that's what people are saying and you're like huh what's going on what? like i understand that there's interpretation like yeah i've grown to understand that yeah. refs and stuff different teams of refs have yeah. different interpretations yeah. that's part of the game yeah i've accepted that yeah and and i i kind of like i like how every ref brings something different to the game yeah different right? pace a different pace a different yeah. style yeah right and that's rugby mm. that's part of rugby. but new fans won't understand that yeah right and 
Yeah, I thought that hand shot. Tri- I thought that was a try. I think the call was crawling. I wasn't sure he was held enough for it to be a tackle. But if he was held enough for it to be a tackle, then you could call it a double movement. Mm-hmm. But again, it's it's open to interpretation at least. Yeah. And let's be honest, it wasn't going to change the outcome of the game. Or well, it could. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Italy didn't fire. I, so here's my notes, right? Dan Sheehan. Just wrote Dan Sheehan. Very, yeah. Very good. Very impressive. I wrote relentless. I'm imagining Andy Farrell saying, you know, other teams like Scotland and England who think they're going to beat Italy probably will beat Italy. Mm-hmm. They are likely to switch off, bring on some kids, give them a bit of a chance because it's Italy. I think Andy Farrell is saying we've got to be murderous, right? Do not take your foot off the throat for the mm-hmm. entire game. And I felt like they did that, right? I felt like that was the plan. Just tear them to pieces just for ourselves to show that we can play a relentless pace for 80 minutes, right? It was a hard game to pay attention to. It was, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah. Um, and then I wrote... Like, Farrell did, like, uh, switch some things up. Not enough. I don't think, like, why are you playing Hugo Keenan in that game? He's gold dust. Give him a break. You know? Yeah, there's some players that he still kept on. Yeah. But I think he still... I don't know, maybe he wants to bring... Uh, he wants to bring in those newer players to gel in a real game situation with, you know, the standard players, mm. yeah, standard Ro- Irish players. Yeah, because Ross Byrne came on, didn't he? Or was it Harry Byrne? Harry Byrne Sorry, came on. Harry Byrne came on towards the end. Yeah. Jordan Lama came on towards yes, he the did. end. I would have I would have started Lama just because you need some depth at fullback. You know, if I this is always seems to me to be Ireland's problem is they're doing fine. They're doing really well. But they have some positions where, and you've said this, the golfing quality between the starter and the second guy is massive. And you can improve that very simply by just giving the next guy in line more starting games. And that was a perfect opportunity to rest Hugo Keenan and start Jordan Lama. Yeah, if Hugo, if Hugo goes down, mm. that's going to be massive. That's what I'm saying. That's, what that's going to be massive. Because he's so good, isn't he? Hugo Keenan, Andrew Porter. Yeah. If he goes down, that'll be massive. Yeah. So I'd want to start people like Finley Bielham in games like that, yeah. right? Dan Sheen, Dan Sheen is a is a big step up. Yeah. From the next guy. Yeah. Um, was it Keller? I think it is the next guy behind him. Yeah, I think he's so. good too. So they're all, they're all good, and you yeah. think they do a job. I think something. You remember when? Uh, not that I'm a big NFL fan, but do you remember when Tom Brady left the Patriots, and everyone was like, "Is it Tom Brady that's really good, or is it Bel Belichick that's really good?" And it turned out that it was Tom, Tom Brady. Brady. <laughs> but with Johnny Sexton leaving Ireland, not that it's comparable because a quarterback and a 10 are very different, but I don't feel like Ireland are missing Sexton at all. No. Which is a nice surprise if you're Irish. And I thought it was going to take them some time to adjust to that. Not at all. And they've just slid like mm. all the... All, like, Buttery yeah, smooth Jack Crowley into Jack Crowley. slid right into that yeah. position. I really like him. I like him a lot. He's fierce, he's determined, yeah. he's passionate. He gets yeah. into the game. He gets into every mix. He's physical. He's yeah. good. He's a, he's, a really, he's a really good full package kind of 10, isn't he? Yeah. Um, and I wrote Italy question mark because the fuck do you say about Italy? I don't know. Capuzzo had that like oh, that uh, challenge in the air with Larmer and took the ball. He did. Which didn't look good for Larmer. His first start, or his first, he got on yeah, the pitch yeah, for the yeah. first time in a long time. I think, and, uh, yeah. <laughs> he got that happened to him. Yeah. Oh, man. What did just... you say about Italy, though? Like, I do, obviously, I didn't think they were going to win this, but if they want to be taken seriously, you have to do something. They just don't. They just, I think that whole union is just a fucking mess. Like, there's just, I don't know. 
I don't know. I just I don't how do you get excited you. to watch those? That's games. right. That's exactly. Like you don't usually watch them. Like if we weren't making the podcast, well, I said to and you I yesterday, had to talk about the game. Yeah, I wouldn't have watched that game. There's well, no way I would have woke up to watch it. When we left the pub yesterday after England Wales, oh. you were saying I'm coming over at what at eight o'clock to watch it, and I was like, "Fuck off!" No, you're not. I was joking, but like. You thought it was serious because, yeah. like, who's watching Italy Island? Like, what a waste of time. Yeah, it's you know? just sad that you have, a like, a... Like a it's a dud fixture. Yeah, a dud fixture in the Six Nations. It yeah. has to get out of there. I'm not saying get rid of Italy because I don't know who you replace them with that would be any good. I'm saying the... How many years do you have to go on and say, like, oh, you know, like, and hope that one day they, they, they turn up? That's, yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's not going to happen. It's never going to happen. Yeah. What Stop you... trying to make Italy happen. Italy is not going to happen. <laughs> That's why you got to bring in the spring box. Oh. Bring the spring box into Six Nations. Oh, <laughs> Disgusting. <laughs> get horrible. Then no. every game, every game matters. Oh, yeah, but you don't get a little and rest. And half the players die. <laughs> we need a break weekend where we can try out our combos, you know? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. If we haven't got injury problems already. Like. Yeah. That's what the like. There's like off games in the autumn and the and in the summer for. I think I think the Springboks, if they came in, they would probably do the Rugby Championship and the Six Nations and have some gas to spare with their depth. They they wouldn't bother them. They just send over a B team and they'd probably win every now and again. You know. No way. No way. No way. Anyways, I'm not entertaining it because <laughs> it's bollocks and I don't want it. So. It's gonna happen. Oh no. Springboks come here. <laughs> the big boys. Disgusting. I would, I would love that. I know you would. I know you would. You and every other fair weather mm. fan, fair weather fan, get away uh, wearing your France man. jersey to the pub, like <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Give me them Springboks and the Six Nations. That'd be awesome. No, it wouldn't. Every game, no. Now every game matters. I don't want every game to matter. I want, I want to sit here. So you like Italy talk. and the Six Nations? I like them because you I like can the sit Dutch here pictures. and I can talk about it. Like, oh, that was boring. <laughs> You know, I like that. That's part of the that's part of the Six Nations. Talking about how shit Italy are. Because if Italy wasn't in the Six Nations, in the box were, I wonder who would be getting the wooden spoon this year. Hmm. Well, not every year. People forget we're one of the most su- successful year. teams this year. We would, yeah, if, yeah. This year we fucking would. Yeah, 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 hundred percent. But you know, whatever. We're rebuilding. We have got some children. I'm happy. We got some kids going. Yeah, we got some kids going on. It's fine. And then I think that's the games of the weekend. That's the games. Do you want to talk about more of that kid? <laughs> it's an Irish call. Ireland's call. Um, I was cooking breakfast for you when it was singing, so I guess I missed it. And yeah. then I saw it on a meme. So I guess there was a child singing a song. Slaving over a hot stove for me. And- yeah. And then you come in my house. Yeah. Start singing at the start of the podcast. Yep. I don't know. I didn't watch the kid. I'm sure. Good luck to him. Was there any uh, kind of interesting news? One, it's been a bit of a quiet week. You know, this usually writes itself. That's fine, though. We talk a lot, don't we? So that's not a bad thing. But um, a rumor. Oh, a rumor. Whispered on the winds of ESPN (laughs) Sports website. I'm interested in this rumor. Yeah. So apparently, leaked document, uh, Melbourne Rebels and Moana Pacifica are going to merge. That's about as dramatic as it's getting this week. How is that going to work? Um, you know, the details. What are they gonna, what's the name going to be? It's going to be the, the Moana Rebels. The Moana Pacifica Melbourne Rebels. <laughs> it's beautiful. You'd have to change it to an acronym just at, at that point. Yeah, you would. Oh, what would the be acronym gross. be? Moana M P M R. The M P M R coming down. <laughs> <laughs> like, what the fuck? Yeah, that's rough. What a fucking disaster. Uh, that's just, I, uh, you know, when, when the Joe Schmidt is coaching Australian news happened, I was like, Australia is saved. 
the savior has arrived and then i'm not going to talk about curtly beale what but the, what the fuck's going on yeah um yeah i don't know what the fuck's going on i just what a disaster yeah australia like i need them to be good we've got a lions tour how going there we've got a world cup to anyone i i just don't know how it works logistically I don't like either. either like where are they playing from and like who's who's funding the cash for that it doesn't seem like either of them are particularly do they have home wealthy because moana pacifica they play in australia don't they they play somewhere in australia i think they play some games in australia yeah and they have like an off game where yeah they allow like tongan small to watch a game i'm not going to pretend i know a lot about this but it does make me think that australian rugby is in a pit and they're papering over the cracks and we kind of knew that but mm-hmm. i was i was just hoping that some of the things i'd heard were positive signs but uh i don't know and you, i heard that melbourne is a rugby league town so the melbourne rebels aren't getting big turnouts um but surely there's enough people who like rugby in australia that you don't have to do that you know no so it's yeah it's, uh, <laughs> I don't want a Lions tour to go to Australia and for it to be shit, you know? That's scary. It is scary. That's the only thing I care about. I love... <laughs> honestly, I'm being selfish about it. I just don't want yeah. a shit Lions tour, you know? And I don't want a shit World Cup in Australia. I do also... I also watch the Rugby Championship, too. I love the Rugby Championship. Yeah, and if I'm I'm being less selfish, we need a good Australia to keep New Zealand in check and upset them every once in a while mm-hmm. and uh, to be competitive in the rugby championship because otherwise it's basically a shootout between South Africa and New Zealand, isn't it? Yeah. Because like, as much as I love Argentina, they haven't even got a professional side. They punch, the, they punch so much above their weight, mm-hmm. right? And Australia presumably have the resources to stay in the fight. It's like a Zanzar is their own worst enemy. It feels like, like that. Why isn't Japan in the rugby championship? I don't Why know. isn't Fiji in the rugby championship? Yes, yeah, that's a good like, question. What the fuck are you guys doing over there? Yeah, I know. Like, get that, like, like bring in that competition. You've got a tropical sport six in that nations, area. They don't give a fuck. You know? Growing the sport, that's why they don't give a fuck. They just don't give a fuck. They just want to watch their own teams play. Like, man, like grow that area. Yeah, make it more competitive. And maybe it's a money thing. You know, they can f- fuck it. They can make it work. You think you would want to because, like, you've got to spend you don't think money. Japan doesn't have money. Oh, they have money. They got fucking money. They've got money. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. They've got like billion and dollar companies. And people show up to their games. Yeah, they do. Look at the Sunwolves. Well, I think... They couldn't win a game to save their life, and they're packing that stadium fucking every game. They uh, Didn't they beat Crusaders once? Uh, no, they've had a, the, they had a few upsets. They had a few upsets. But, but they, were, they didn't. They weren't in it long enough. They weren't even... No. I know there's some... Uh, there was some drama with uh, their professional, like the top league, and I think that's what it's called... And with Super Rugby there. So I do know a bit about that. So you know those Japanese rugby teams? They are not teams in the sense that they're clubs. They are literally owned by those companies. And people go to those games as a form of entertainment. Those clubs are created so that the workers for those companies can have something fun to do. That's the purpose of those clubs. So you're kind of obliged to go to watch these games. It's like you're government-ordered entertainment. It's a very structured society, <laughs> right? It's true. Yeah, you know? it's, yeah. And I was I was listening to one of these guys who went out there to play in a podcast a while ago. And you know, they have to go to they go to training as if they're going to a day at work. You know, they dress formally. It's a job for them. They're working for fucking Coca-Cola company or something, right? Yeah. So it's a very different kettle of fish. It's not like a good old rugby club where all the boys have all the old boys are there at the bar with the beers, you know? It's not but like I, that. I do know there was some conflict there though. With having the Sunwolves there, yeah, but still, like Japan and Fiji, there's mm. no excuse to ha- not have them in 
the rugby particularly Fiji. Why aren't Fiji in the rugby yeah. championship? Right, uh, and and Japan, rightfully so. I think so. These are two competitive, growing competitive nations. Yeah, nurture them. Nurture them. Get yeah. them in there. Yeah, make that like yeah. And we could even say the same thing about Tonga and Samoa, right? Like, why are they not? Why are they not historically been in the rugby championship, right? Like, what's stopping you? Presumably, it's money and stuff. And yeah, we, we and, know and Samoa's I know their unions, unions, their unions are, are pretty a corrupt disaster, as well. But yeah, yeah, too right. So there's lots of like, but, but Fiji like seemed like everything like they had a good World Cup. Mm. Uh, the Drua are doing great. Yeah, they're having more home games in Fiji. Yeah, like everything's trajecting like good for them. That's right. So it's sad that we're talking about the Rebels merging yeah. with Moana Pacifica. Yeah, we're isn't talking it? about like yeah. We're talking about this, like, yeah, yeah, and I love the rugby championship. Mm, I like it more than I think I do. Like, every time I watch it, I go, Oh, actually, this is awesome. And then, but, but most of the season, I'm like, well, I don't care about that. But then I watch it and go, Actually, this is class. This is like the top tier of rugby smashing each other. Yeah, so that's why I want Australia to be good, you know, so that that competition could be something worth watching and enjoyable. But, uh, you know, here we are, and the games all are, are, are relatively competitive. Mm. You know, mm, well, it's not like the Six Nations though, where it, they don't have an Italy. You have to take Argentina more seriously than you do. Someone would take. You can't say, sleep on them. You can't they like you can't sleep you. on Italy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I, I bet years ago that was kind of the mentality for yeah. them, but they have no really Argentina have improved. Like, These motherfuckers can train via Zoom, yeah. and beat you. They can. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, uh, they have a lot of registered rugby players. Argentina does. Like if yeah. you look at the stats of how many they, you know, there's it's a it's a big sport there. They just don't have a professional team, so you got to take them seriously, right? But uh, I don't know, man. That's uh, that's all I got to say about that. Another thing mm. down south too. Yeah. Uh, Razzie Erasmus coaching setup. What's he up to now? Well, he. Uh, Do you know what the Springboks? They're up to something. The Springboks are up to something. They are doing. They are up. You know, I just got a feeling in my bones. They're, they're already thinking about the next World Cup, and it's not in terms of how they play the game. They're moving coaches around like chess pieces on a board so that they can fucking swoop down when no one's expecting it. They're going to bust out some shiny-looking coaching squad. They're going to do some new tactics, and no one's going to be ready for it. They're like fucking six moves ahead of everyone else. And it almost seems like anyone that uh, Razzie wants, mm. he gets... I would. He, so he, people must love working with him. Oh yeah. Like when you hear interviews about their coaching setup. Yeah. And and how they work. Yeah. Like he has created like a super attractive environment. I would go to war for Razzie. I'm not yeah. even South African. I yeah. just like just love the guy. He just yeah. knows what he's doing, doesn't he? I, there's just like no one will say no to him. No. He must be the most famous person in South Africa. Yeah. Because like, yeah, he he can get whatever he wants, and anyone he asks to work with him. Yeah. Love working with him. So he's that environment yeah. is already a step ahead of everyone. He's up to something. Yeah, he's and up that to big something. call, like the big thing, um, the big coaching sign I thought for him, yeah, was Tony Brown. That's a big deal, eh? That's a huge deal, and I think because uh, like, he's a tell, I so bet tell you Kiwis, Kiwis are, are, are going to be. Uh, he's taking the New Zealand secrets over to South Africa. That's what I'm saying. They're up to something. Because this guy, Tony Brown, he's like, I just got to make sure, for sure I'm saying his name right. Yeah, you are. Yeah, yeah, yeah Tony Brown. But um, this is the guy, like, you see a lot of Kiwi coaches go to mm. a lot of other nations. Yeah. And they can't really replicate that open. style, open offense that yeah. the All Blacks have. And Tony Brown can. Because yeah. he did it with Japan, he right? did it with Japan. Yeah. Like, Japan had that amazing really attractive attack really yeah. dangerous attack because of tony brown yeah 
And we were saying this earlier, right? It's like another, an example of that is someone like Wayne Pivak went to Scarlet's and they were playing champagne rugby, flinging the ball around. They make they made Leinster and Munster look like children in a, in a semi-final and a final. So we bring him in and there's the Wales coach and he just couldn't do it, right? Mm-hmm. And that makes you go, well, must be the, because the New Zealand players are talented and that's how it works. You can't just coach that. But he proved people wrong, right? Yeah, Tony. That's, he can coach the New Zealand style of play, about right? Tony Brown yeah. being with the Springboks because he is one of the few coaches that can actually. He knows how to coach that. Yeah. That broken like attack style. Yeah. That New Zealand has like just he, mental offload game, just could, thriving in the chaos, right? Because yeah. if there's any kind of broken play, yeah, and an All Black gets their hands on the ball, yeah, you're fucked. You are. You're completely fucked. Yeah, because they've got two guys either side of them. They're mm-hmm. lightning fast. They don't drop the ball. They can nope. offload in any tackle. Constantly looking for space. Yeah, yeah. They are just, yeah. And he can take that to a team Yeah. and implement it. Like, look when he left the Highlanders. Like, when he left the Highlanders, they weren't the same team after he left. No, they were being talked about in the same way the Crusaders are always talked about, right? Yeah. Like, these are the big boys now. Yeah. Yeah. They looked incredible. He they left. Did. Yeah. And then uh, they were never and it's the been same. Crusaders ever since, basically, hasn't it? Yeah, yeah, and yeah. So that's like, yeah. If I was a Kiwi, I'd probably be pretty pissed about mm. that because that's a huge call for them. Because like you know, uh, South Africa are a very physical team. Yeah, amazing defense. Yeah, but their attack is still like you know, it's not the greatest. It's not the greatest. They still have to wear a team down before yes. they open them up. Whereas New Zealand don't do that. They, they can work, just punch a hole immediately. Yeah, because everything is like work for yeah so everything that they get in points wise they had yeah. to work for yeah when new zealand they look for like opportunity they can take a point they get points all over the place it doesn't matter yeah. they can either work for it or uh they can create it off of uh any kind of fuck up the other team does that's right new zealand could be at 20 percent possession and still win a game comfortably right and you saw that a lot yeah you saw that a lot like never had the ball yeah they would play whole games without the ball and then the score would be like 40 points to new zealand and like two for the the other team yeah and they didn't even catch the ball it was a knock-on they picked it up yeah. scored. they did yeah it wasn't just any from kind broken of, play what, there was no phases or anything they just no. like fuck it got the ball yeah and they're just like, bah, 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 and it's gone and they're in the try zone so south africa are adding the final gem to their gauntlet from that marvel film which i can't remember <laughs> the avengers the infinity stone <laughs> yeah. which is tony <laughs> brown's attack yeah, tony brown's attack just put it in the in... put in the final gem <laughs> in the fucking <laughs> spring box i told you man they're up to something yeah they Razzie are is thanos that's my concern conspiracy <laughs> he's the rugby Thanos he's, he's just finally completed his fucking gemstone gauntlet and we're all fucked to make it new you have to take it all down and then one of us is going to disappear into smoke and <laughs> spring box are never going to lose a game of rugby ever again the only one that could beat them is the Avengers yeah the, the, the Lions <laughs> I don't the feel good Mr. Stark <laughs> we're fucked yeah because he yeah, yeah, he's making a lot of moves all over the place yeah you remember I remember a game where Japan played Wales and I was a bit nervous about it. We were playing in the Millennium Stadium. It was like 2016, 2017. And I knew this was after the 2015 World Cup where Eddie Jones was coaching them and we saw Japan capable of beating top teams. They beat South Africa, right? Um, And what surprised me about them was their offload game, right? There could be nothing on and their forwards are getting driven back, but they'll just offload at the right time and someone spots that gap, punches through it. They never stopped going forward for that reason right they always created something out of nothing and it seems to me like well maybe we're putting too much on this but he seems like the guy who knows how to coach that style of rugby right yeah so that in south africa already have a relatively good offload game and then you add in what is a pretty electric backline you are right they do earn 
their attacking play by smashing you up front. Mm-hmm. But when you get the ball into the hands of Chaz and Colby or Kurtley Andres or something, still lightning, right? Yes. Still really good fucking players. But that those opportunities are created through hard work of their forward yes. pack. Yes. And, you know, they they create that opportunity for Chaz and Kobe. That's right. Right? So yeah, that's why I make that's why I think Tony Brown's super dangerous. That's I think, why I think this is gonna be like a like it's a big big signing. Yeah. For yeah. South Africa. Just to have, you know, Someone from the enemy on the inside there. Yeah. Just working away. The like, final fucking infinity stone has yeah. gone to South Africa. It's a big deal. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that he's going to be able to, you're going to see a, a different attacking mm. uh, box side, which is like, because if they can get their attack flashy. Yeah. As powerful as their defense. Yeah. Like they're, who's going to beat them? Well, I'll tell you that series Island South Africa this year. Whew. That's gonna be who that is a that's a tasty series. Yeah, that's gonna I be a good series. I think it's only two games though. Oh, that's a shame. You yeah, they like cut a game out. Oh, I want a decider. Yeah, me too. Oh, that's a shame. Anyway, that'll be fun though. Two games. I'm slappy for that. Yeah, I can't wait for that. That's gonna be like Clash of the Titans, isn't it? It is gonna be Clash of the Titans. Clash of the Ultimate Chess Player. Oh, yeah, I'm excited. Because we, I think everyone thought that was going to be the final. Yeah. But then, like, the All Blacks has decided to play the best game they've ever played. Mm. <laughs> the quarterfinal just <laughs> ruined it. Well, I didn't ruin it for anyone else. They ruined it for Ireland. Oh yeah, they well, no, 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 no. I'm taking that. I'm taking that back. They ruined it for everyone. Everyone wanted Ireland, <laughs> South Africa. I don't know. And then they. <laughs> I was pretty happy with I'm the outcome. I'm pretty sure to be the whole world wanted that. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. If you think so. And then yeah. like you know everything that like the All Blacks had problems with. Yeah. Every single game before that, they completely like patched up. Against Ireland of all teams, who are yeah. pretty. Who and then when they played the box, the they went right back to. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> shit and you're like fuck guys like yeah. well don't ref- don't forget though both the south africa final and the island quarter they were close games new yeah. zealand played really well yes but both of those games are fucking close so, yeah you know so but it's still yeah like so that's serious england going to uh new zealand this year too is going to be spicy too it will I, i'm really excited to see scott robertson uh in charge of the all blacks i'm really excited for that you know yeah to see how how it goes yeah i know we were sat here Everyone, earlier the going, whole world's the whole world's like interested in this funny that we were saying we don't know what the fuck new zealand is earlier ironically obviously sarcastically but now i'm like truthfully i can't wait we to all see new pay zealand. attention we all we're all watching <laughs> yeah super rugby oh what's it. oh super rugby started yeah i don't care about that <laughs> care. i'm watching the six secretly nations. watching yeah. every highlight yeah yeah. you yeah. know yeah. the games <laughs> <laughs> you know you want to see what's going on with those fuckers yeah, well, they, they're up to something over there <laughs> yeah. but it's good yeah, yeah, his coaching setup is really good too. Yeah. So they, yeah, it's that's that, what it feels like, right? The chess pieces are in play for like Rassi's setting up in his coaching, Scott Robertson setting up his coaching. Mm-hmm. We're in for a showdown in the rugby championship. We are the summer tours and the rugby championship are going to be on fire. Oh, rugby's amazing, isn't it? Yeah, rugby is fucking. It's nonstop amazing. I can't wait. Even the shit stuff is fun. I can't wait for these summer tours and the rugby championship to start. Not because of like watching the games, but having to force you to wake up to watch them at like yeah, two and three in the morning. Shit. <laughs> can't we just record them? No, you can't record them. I told you this. We yeah, talked but about no this. one's going to spoil it at four a.m. Like. Yes, they will. I will spoil it. I want. I need to see it live. We're doing it live. <sighs> You're gonna have to sacrifice your love. I'm not, <sighs> this is where you really prove if you are. I've got nothing to prove. A friend of rugby, Mister France jersey, the best friend of rugby, Mister France jersey. You shut the fuck up. Yeah, because I'm I'm I'm, I'm, a, I'm a I'm a Patriots fan this week. <laughs> Tom Brady's awesome. Shut the fuck up. I'm still cheering for I've Scotland. I've never seen you in an island jersey. Like it's because it doesn't fit. Oh, my Celtic <laughs> brothers. You don't know what a Celt is. Shut your trap. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, that's gonna be the best part. Yeah, I'm excited. I'm too. Yeah. 
Okay, I think we went over everything on our little agenda. It's a little shorter today. A little shorter. Yeah. All right. Yeah. That was good. All right, friends. If you have any questions or comments, uh, you can email us at thefriendsofrugbypod at gmail.com. Or watch us on YouTube. We just upload to YouTube. It's just the noise of us. (laughs) But we're there. Yeah, we are there. We're there. We're also on Twitter. Yes. I'm not going to call it X. This sounds dumb. I'm not even on Twitter. Yeah. I don't know. You Catch do us on Twitter. Yeah. Send us a tweet. Like, yeah. Send us an X. <laughs> <laughs> don't send us an X. All right, friends. Have a good one. Bye. Bye.